Because yeah. okay. I think the main message here is that each and every one of us have a unique story. You don't have to be perfect in order to share the story. Because when you share vulnerably, that's when you invite other people to share their story too. And when we share stories, that is how we allow people to be open to listening to the message that you have to say. And it is the message that will transform people's minds and perspectives, which then can create change. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. I feel like that's the, the key line. Yeah. The underlining message, right? In order for change to be created, people need to have that um, transformation in their head first or their change of perspective first before they actually create change in the real world. And in order for that to happen, you need to have storytelling. Yeah. Yes. So I think the, the underlying message. Yeah, that is perfect. That's great. Well, okay. Um. So then do you want to just start out by introducing yourself? where you're at and then a little bit about what you do for your business yeah sounds good so I'm really glad that I'm having this conversation with you Kari (laughs) and we're talking about a topic that I absolutely love talking about which is sharing your unique story and storytelling Um, I'm a speaking coach and I help people overcome their fear of speaking, own their voice, own their story so they can go into any room and speak to any audience with full confidence And a huge part of gaining that confidence is in owning their story, realizing that they have a unique story to share and sharing the story powerfully through uh, storytelling techniques, vocal variety, and speaking techniques. And the reason why I'm really excited to talk about storytelling today with you is because um, storytelling has transformed my life. And this is how it has. Um, When I graduated from university, I decided to start my own business. And I was this 20, when you graduate from university, I think you're 22, hmm, can't remember, 21, 22 year old person. Uh, I've had experience in emceeing. I started hosting events since I was 15. I hosted events professionally, et cetera, et cetera. I've done training in schools. So I have learned the craft of engaging an audience and in speaking very organically and naturally through my experience. But I was worried that my age would be a limiting factor and that people would quote unquote look down on me because of my age. What helped me overcome that and was able to coach people who are creative directors, who are CEOs and even coach like a multi-millionaire and speak to audience members that have ministers in them, celebrities in them is through my unique story. When I'm able to recognize that I have a unique story to share when I'm able to not just share the highs of my life, but also the lows of my life and show the transformation that I've been through as a speaker from the high, from the lows to the highs through powerful storytelling. People respected me and I was able to get any job that I want, well, the jobs that I applied for and to attract um, clients to my business such that in the first three months of starting my business, I worked with around 15 one-on-one clients. And I think that's really the power of storytelling. When you recognize that 
you have value to share, when you recognize that your story matters and that your message matters, you speak with such confidence that you attract the opportunities and the clients that you're meant to help. And in that, you create impact and change for the world. If you don't see the power of your story, then you won't speak up as boldly as you want to. It's only when you recognize that your story is worth sharing that people will start listening to your story and be inspired by it. And when they're inspired by it, can they actually change and lead a better life? So that's a little introduction of what I do and how storytelling has helped me. And I'm excited to dive deeper into it. That is so awesome. I love that you like started so young. And I do feel like, especially as young women, we cannot be taken seriously so much of the time. So the fact that you spoke to that and were like, you know, that was definitely a worry of mine. And this is how I overcame it was through storytelling. I love that you use that. Yeah, and I agree. And and it's, it's no matter what age we are, I feel like sometimes we have that self-doubt or rather it's easy to allow for a moment what people say about us or what society stereotypes about women um, to affect us. And people can say a million and one things like, oh, you know, once you become a mother, you don't have enough time, you should just focus on your kids. If you're doing something on the side, you're not really giving your full focus on your kids. Or there's another group of people that say, oh, you know, you're so awesome. You're able to build a business and be a mom. And then it creates this expectation where you feel like you need to handle both. And there's just so many voices around us. And it's so important to recognize that you create your own identity. You should know what like who you are and what you stand for. And by owning your story, that is one way of um, being anchored and staying grounded in, in your identity. And when you own your story, people start respecting you and what you stand for because conviction is this magnetic um, force that attracts attention. <laughs> yeah, and it attracts the right type of people to you if you're really true to yourself and true to your story um that's something that I am really big on is sharing like you said before kind of the highs and the lows of life um I mean everybody on here has probably listened to the podcast that I talked about my story and kind of what has been going on in my life and all of the highs and lows of the last, you know, kind of two years of my life. But because I openly shared that, I have had so many women come to me and be like, hey, guess what? That happened to me too. And that really, you know, touched me. And I am really glad that you spoke up for yourself and for other people that have been through a similar situation. And it just created like such a genuine connection between me and so many people that maybe wouldn't have reached out if I hadn't shared those hard parts of my story. Yeah. And I I had a similar experience too, where I was coaching a client who, when we first started working together, she was speaking with kind of this very formal confidence. Like I could feel like it was a wall of fake confidence of mm-hmm. sorts. And when we dug deeper, I realized that it's because she um, was holding on to a lot of shame in many different aspects of her life. Number one, because she was a divorcee. 
Mm-hmm. And she was ashamed of the fact that she was divorced, that she failed in that part of her life. And on top of being divorced, she, her ex, not just her ex-husband, but her like her ex-boyfriend as well, um, called her very, very bad names. Like, you know, said things that are just terrible, like, you know, like acute, saying bad things, saying nasty things about the way she looks, about her body, about how, how she sounds. And... And she also was very embarrassed by the way that she spoke because she felt like she didn't really speak very good English because she was from a Mandarin-speaking household and she felt like her English was broken and she wasn't able to create content the way that she wants. Like She had all these things that was creating so much shame within her in terms of using her voice. She has a story she wants to share. She has a message she wants to share, but um, there are all these voices in her head telling her that she's not good enough. And it's only by tearing away or rather like peeling away the layers of um those fake confidence and revealing the the real root issues of why she's not speaking up the way she wants will be able to then heal the trauma from her past and rewire the beliefs that she had about herself to help her see her story in her different light let me let me scratch that to help her see the incident she has been through in a different light so that the incident can be transformed into a beautiful story. And when she finally shared that story online, and she was proud of sharing it online, there are plenty of women who are, who are currently in abusive like relationships that reached out to her and thanked her for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of storytelling. If you don't share your story, the people that are meant to be inspired by your story won't hear it. Yeah. And... And I believe that each and every one of us have a unique story that is meant to be heard by the world. And um, there's this one person out there, at least one person out there, that needs to hear the message from you and no one else. Like Michelle Obama can say the same message, but they're not going to be inspired by her. They're going to be inspired by you. And that's just because we relate to different people Mm -hmm. based on the race, the culture, the challenges. They're just things about you, facets about you and part of your personality that people relate to that make them want to hear that message from you. And that's what makes your story so much more unique and powerful. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you talk about the shame that we hold on ourselves and how that can impact like our ability to do the storytelling, which then of course blocks us from opportunities that come with sharing our story. Um, I feel like, especially as women, we have a lot of shame wrapped up from, you know, society telling us we can't be too loud. We can't be too intimidating. We can't be this, we can't be that, whatever. And so we kind of put ourselves in this tiny little box and we have to actually break free from that box before we can succeed in storytelling and all of the things that come after it Mm, yeah 100% and I think that's important to know that you don't need to be perfect in order for you to share your story in fact when you're perfect you become unrelatable right and when you're perfect you become someone's idol as opposed to a relatable connection the last thing that I want is for someone to look at me and go, oh my gosh, Ray is so awesome. Like I can never be like her. 
Like that's not the effect that I want to have on people. I want people to look at me and go, wow, like Ray has achieved all these things, but she has been through so many challenges that I have been through as well. And that just shows that she's an ordinary person just like me and I can also do the same. I am going through the the challenges that she has gone through and that means I can overcome the challenges that she has overcome and that I can achieve the things that she that she has achieved and way more or, or rather my own goals, my own achievements that I want. And that's the effect I want to have on others. So it's so important to not just share your highs on social media, but your lows as well. Because if you only share your highs or you only share your lows, people don't get to see the transformation and the transformation is what they're inspired by. The journey from the low to the high is what they are inspired by. Not just the highs and not just the lows, but the actual journey from low to high. And that's why it's so important to recognize that there is that low to high journey and know how to share that story in a powerful way so that you're able to draw your audience closer and help them see that this transformation is available to them as well. Yeah, I love that. I 100% agree. I would much rather people like look at me and say, look at all the hard things she's been through and I'm going through that too. And it means that I I can get through this. I can, you know, do all of the things that I want to do. This is not going to hold me back from the person that I want to be. So a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are also um, entrepreneurs. How can we use storytelling in our business to create authentic, an authentic business? Because I feel like, especially with social media today, um, it's always so overly professional in some ways and very, you know, like... I feel like sometimes women uh, fear coming across as salesy or putting too much of themselves in their business. So how do we kind of use that storytelling in our businesses, especially as we're starting and growing them? Yeah, I would say that the first thing is to know your audience. Ask yourself, what is what are the goals and the desires that your audience has? That's one. And number two, where are they at now? And number three, what are the obstacles that are stopping them from getting them from where they are now to where they want to be? So when you know what their point A is, which is where they are now, where their point B is, which is where they want to be, their goals, their desires, their next level self, and you understand what is preventing them from getting from A to B, you can then look at yourself and ask yourself, hey, what are the stories I can share that will help them see that it's possible to get from A to B? Are there any stories that I can share about myself, my clients, or people that I know from the internet, people that shared their story before, an inspirational figure that I can borrow their story and share it and deliver it to my audience to help them realize that the reason why they're not at the point they want to be at now is because of this obstacle. When you can help people identify what's stopping them from getting from A to B through a story, they will then be open to explore the possibility of working with you to remove the obstacle. Mm -hmm. I think many many entrepreneurs um, make the mistake of talking about their product and all the benefits before they share their story. 
they themselves know the power of their product and they are so passionate about talking about all the benefits. You should do this. You should get this. You should, um, you know, buy my program because I know it will help you. But the problem is that your, your audience hasn't built their relationship with you yet. Your audience hasn't, um, haven't feel, haven't, haven't, haven't felt that safety with you yet. And before you can, before you can, before they can bring themselves to buy your service or your product, they need to first connect with you and they first, they need to first um, see that you truly care for them and they need to first identify themselves in your story. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, if they don't feel the connection with you, they're not going to even bother about buying your product or considering your product no matter how good it is. Mm-hmm. If you look at the three pillars of persuasive communication, which you can kind of Google it, there's pathos, ethos, and logos. So what pathos is, is emotional connection. Logos is logic, and ethos is credibility. A lot of people focus on ethos and logos, which is credibility and logic. Credibility meaning they put their client testimonials out there, they put research, they explain to people why it's so powerful. Logos, which is logic, they share their templates, they share their frameworks, they share all the things to convince people, convince their audience that this method works. And the problem is that no matter how good your method is, if people aren't emotionally connected with you or you haven't softened their hearts to be open to hear your message, they're not going to even bother listening. So you need to always start with the story. Understand what your audience's pain points are. Understand what your audience's desires and goals are. Understand what's stopping them, what's frustrating them. And as you know these frustrations, go into your own experience and ask yourself, what is the story I can share that has a similar emotion as what my audience is feeling? So that by sharing this story, I can connect with them on this emotion and invite them to listen to my message further. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, understanding your audience. And I would say number two is to create a consistent habit of mining your stories. So one thing that I do in my program is to teach people how to create a consistent habit of story mining. So story mining is basically the concept of mining the stories of your life. And if you think about mining, it's essentially um, digging through mud to try to find raw pieces that can be created into diamonds. Mm-hmm. And you have so many incidents in your life that can be created into stories since you are born to where you are now. Every single day, you have a different experience. Every single day, you read something, you have a different thought, you see someone drop their ice cream on the floor, on the floor and you have certain thoughts in your head. Like Everything can be made into a story, it's just that we don't notice them. So when you create a consistent habit of story mining, it means that every day, you prime yourself to be open to observe the thoughts and emotions that are going through your head and your heart and note them down on Notion or on a piece of paper when they create an aha moment in your head. And at the end of the week, you compile all these thoughts and these incidents and you create stories in a notebook or in an Excel sheet. And when you do this over time, you have an entire bank of stories that you can tap into anytime. And with every conversation you have with someone, when you're able to identify the emotion that they're experiencing, you can then tap into your story mining um, bank and pull out a story that's relevant to share it on the spot. 
So I would say those are two things that um, entrepreneurs can do right away to use storytelling in their business. That's awesome. I've never heard of like that story mining. I think that's a great concept. And so how do you kind of sort through all of those thoughts and emotions and things that you go through to really find those kind of diamonds in the rough? Or do you just like keep all of them and then when an opportunity presents itself, <laughs> um, use that in a certain context that it really makes it shine. Yeah, I think that you can actually use a framework that I'm, I will share with you right now. So you ask yourself these questions, right? You create um, a table with four columns. The first column, you ask yourself, what are the lowest moments you've experienced in your life? And as you're thinking about the lowest moments, you can think about it chronologically, like from when you were born to where you are now. So zero to five years old, five to 10 years old. What are the lowest moments you've experienced in your life? You can either think about it chronologically or in terms of categories. So you can think about in terms of work, what are the lowest moments you've experienced in your life? In terms of relationships, what are the lowest moments you've experienced in your life? In terms of being a mom, what are the lowest moments you've experienced in your life? So you can mine in terms of categories or in terms of stages of life, whichever helps you recall better. So you ask yourself what are your lowest moments you have experienced in your life. The second column is bring us through your thoughts and emotions at that moment. Close your eyes and bring yourself back to that moment in time and literally detail down every single thought, emotion, observation, people around you that you have experienced in that moment. Now, this takes a little bit of work because sometimes when something has happened that is not good or we rather it has brought up negative emotions, we would much rather put it at one side and shove it away. But the power of going back to that incident and processing the emotion again is not only do you create that story, but you also allow yourself to heal the emotion over time because a repressed emotion is going to come up again sooner or later if you don't process the emotion properly. Then the third column is asking yourself, how did you overcome it? How do you overcome that particular lowest moment? Or how have you progressed in terms of overcoming it? What were the difficult actions you had to take? What support did you need to receive? Who were the people that supported you? And the last but not least, the last column, what was the greater purpose of this incident? Looking back of the incident right now, is there anything that you have realized that made you feel grateful that the incident happened to you? Whether you got fired from your job or you got rejected by a boyfriend in the past, it sucked back then, but... Now, as your wiser self looking back, why are you grateful for that thing happening? Did it help you meet your current husband? Did it help you get into your current industry and you're happy that you got fired from that job? What is the realization you've gained? What is the greater purpose of the incident? Um, and how did this incident influence your values, your purpose, or your business or your work today? Who are the people in your life that may have been through similar challenges and how can you use this story to then inspire them and um, make a difference in their lives? Why are you grateful you have been through that low experience so that you can help people right now? So when you ask yourself these four column questions, um, it helps you with that structure and framework, identify what are the lowest moments in your life that can be 
groomed into a story. And this definitely happens over time. Maybe when you do this activity for the first time, you only get like two or three stories down. Over time, when you create time and space for yourself, you have more stories that you collect over time. And this is just a table for the lowest moments. You can have another table for the for the high and the joyful moments as well. And um, through this activity of story mining, you're then able to um, mine the stories that you can collect over time and you can activate anytime you want through any conversation or content piece. So that is one activity that um, you can do, the story mining activity. There are many different ways to leverage your story. You can create a brand story, which is another framework. But I think that starting with the habit of story mining is a very, very good start. I don't want you guys to feel so overwhelmed. So <laughs> just look at the stories you have already, uh, the look at the incidents you've already been through and groom them into stories and start practicing them in daily conversations. And once you do that, you'll feel more confident in using them for your business as well. And if you want this particular framework, you can drop me a message because I can pass you the framework via PDF as well. Yeah, that would be great. Well, and I love that in that framework, part of it is like actually diving into those hard memories and thinking through the emotions and things. Because I feel like by doing that, you're kind of healing that trauma in yourself at the same time that you're helping others that are going through it too, which is so wonderful. Um, so I absolutely love that. And I also love that it helps, I feel like you become more confident in yourself through that process too, because it's like seeing all these hard things that I've been through, but guess what? I've gotten through every single one of them and then reframing that into something positive that came out of a negative experience. So I love that you do that. I feel like that can help us personally and professionally in so many different ways. Exactly. Exactly. It's so spot on. I And that's why I love storytelling. Because yeah. you heal yourself in the process of inspiring people as well. Mm, I love it. It's so important. And that is definitely what I enjoy the most about, you know, doing this podcast is getting to see all of these different wonderful women and all that they've been through and how much they've accomplished since then it like heals them and it heals me in the process and I just think storytelling is such an important thing to be able to do whether you're a speaker or it's just for yourself and for that personal connection that you're making with people I I think it's such a wonderful and valuable tool that we can have. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. I think it was wonderful and it's going to be helpful for so many people. Um, is there any last trips or excuse me, is there any last tips, tools, or tricks that you have that you would like to share with our audience specifically? I think a final message that I want to share is it's so important to spend time to mine your stories. And I think a lot of us, we spend a lot of time consuming and reading other people's stories on social media and we admire them. We think they're so awesome. And we ask ourselves, like, how can we not be like them? But when you turn the focus away from the external and shift it towards the internal, 
you'll start to realize that you too have so many inspiring incidents that can be turned into stories. Social media is extremely curated. People on social media that have caught your eye are extremely good at storytelling, and that's exactly why you're so captivated. Seriously, because they have mastered the art of storytelling. Mm-hmm. They're actually ordinary people. They have mastered the art of storytelling. I'm not saying they're not great. I mean, they're great people, but I'm saying that you too can also look at your stories and master the art of storytelling and then be extremely inspired by yourself. (laughs) So when you are very captivated by people's stories online, just remember that they have mastered the art of storytelling. It's all the combination of the visuals and the sounds and the great music that has created this effect of you being so pulled in. Allow yourself time to cut away from social media and just have your quiet time to look at your own stories so that you can groom your stories and not just consume stories. And when you create that consistent habit of grooming and mining your stories, you can not only change and transform your life in attracting the clients and opportunities that you enjoy serving, but you also inspire people in the process. And if you're someone that wants to improve in storytelling, that is one thing that I coach on and I'm happy to talk about uh, talk to you about it further. You can drop me a message and I'd love to help you uncover your stories and deliver it well because storytelling is something that will change your life, your business, and your brand. I love it so much. Yes, so please drop all of your stuff. Where can they find you? What is your handle on Instagram? Um, you said you have that free PDF you can drop to people if they would yeah. like. Um, and then tell us a little bit about your coaching and what that looks like. Yeah, I would love to. So you can drop me a message on Instagram at Raymatrix, R-A-E-M-A-T-R-I-X. And if you go to my bio, you will see there's a link for a Telegram channel that you can join where all the PDFs are there. But if you drop me a DM, I'll send it to you directly as well. So there's two ways for you to access it. Uh, in terms of my coaching program, well, essentially what I do is I help people own their voice. So whether it is overcoming a fear of speaking or grooming their stories so they can deliver it with impact and their message can land on the audience well. Or it is networking or having courageous conversations or creating their personal brand. Anything that has to do with unlocking their authentic voice and speaking with confidence and truly owning their voice is the work that I do. And we have a really awesome community in the Own Your Voice circle where you can network with other men and women who are also owning their voice and in that process be able to speak up confidently and share the message that's on your heart as a business owner or as a corporate professional as a mom uh, as long as you want to do something with your voice and make an impact that is the work that I do with my coaches and I'm very excited to talk to you about it if that's something you're keen on awesome yeah you guys can follow me on Instagram that's my favorite platform (laughs) yes and she has some great stuff on there so definitely go check it out well thank you so much for being on with us today i appreciate it welcome thanks Kyrie. (laughs) if you love this episode please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life we'll see you next time